Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hive, southeast, Kent, southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Uh, and we're reading the Srimad Bhagavatam every day to interested uh, devotees with a taste. And this is the way to become fully Krishna conscious and get attached to Krishna in this age of Kali, chanting the holy name of the Lord and hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. Even Uddhava claims uh, to have become uh, what he is, although he's an eternal associate of Krishna. But I heard from Gopi Prananda Prabhu today that he also gave credit to uh, Sandila Rishi. Um, he heard Srimad Bhagavatam, who heard it from Brihaspati. So Srimad Bhagavatam is the answer to everything. It is the summum bonum, the absolute truth, literary incarnation of Krishna. Associating with the Bhagavatam means you associate with Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami uh, describes the Bhagavatam, glorifies the Bhagavatam very nicely. It goes like this. Sarva-shastra-dipi-yusha <clears throat> sarva-vetaika-satpala sarva-siddhanta-ratnyaja sarva-lokaika-drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartida. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshakshadayate, Sarvada Sarvasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marekabando Matsangin, Madguro Man Mahadana. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamunchagadachin mam O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya
Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, we've reached the 23rd chapter of the 4th Canto of Srimad Bhagavatam and we're going to hear the glorious pastime of Maharaj Pritus going back to Godhead. We're beginning with text 6. Following the principles of forest living and the footsteps of the great sages and munis, Pritu Maharaj accepted five kinds of heating processes during the summer season, exposed himself to torrents of rain in the rainy season, and in the winter stood in in water up to his neck. He He also used to simply lie down on the floor to sleep. These are some of the purport. These are some of the austerities executed by the jnanis and yogis who cannot accept the process of bhakti yoga. They must undergo such severe types of austerity in order to become purified from material contamination. Panchatapa refers to five kinds of heating processes. One is enjoined to sit within a circle of fire with flames blazing from four sides and the sun blazing directly overhead. This is one kind of panchatapa recommended for austerity. Similarly, in the rainy season, one is enjoined to expose himself to torrents of rain and in winter to sit in cold water up to the neck. As far as bedding, is concerned, the ascetic should should be content with simply lying on the floor. The purpose for undergoing such austerities is to become a devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, as explained in the next verse. Text 7 Maharaj Prithu underwent all these severe austerities in order to control his words and his senses to refrain from discharging his semen and to control the life air within his body. All this he did for the satisfaction of Krishna. He had no other purpose. Purport In Kali Yuga, the following is recommended. Hadir Nama, Hadir Nama, Hadir Nama Eva Kevalam, Kalo Nasteva, Nasteva, Nasteva Gatir Anyata. <clears throat> In order to be recognized by Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one should chant the holy name of the Lord continuously 24 hours a day. Unfortunate persons who cannot accept this formula prefer to execute <clears throat> some type of pseudo-meditation without accepting the other processes of austerity. The fact is, however, that one must accept either the severe method of austerity described above to become purified or take to the process of devotional service recommended for pleasing the Supreme Lord Krishna. The person who who is Krishna conscious is most intelligent because in Kali Yuga 
it is not at all possible to undergo such severe austerities. We need only follow great personalities like Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In his Shikshastika, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wrote, Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam All glories to the holy names of Lord Krishna, which from the very beginning purify the heart and immediately liberate one. Bhava Mahad Davagni Nirvapanam If the real purpose of all yoga is to please Lord Krishna, then this simple bhakti yoga system recommended for this age is sufficient. It is necessary, however, to engage constantly in the service of the Lord. Although Prithu Maharaj executed his austerities long before the appearance of Lord Krishna on this planet, his purpose was still to please Krishna. There are many fools who, who claim that worship of Krishna began only about 5,000 years ago after the appearance of Lord Krishna in India. But this is, but this is not a fact. Prithu Maharaj worshipped Krishna millions of years ago. For Prithu happened to be a descendant of the family of Maharaj Dhruva who reigned for 36,000 years during the Satya Yuga age. Unless his total lifespan was 100,000 years, how could Dhruva Maharaj reign over the world for 36,000 years? The point is that Krishna worship existed at the beginning of the creation and has continued to exist throughout Satya Yuga, Trita Yuga and Dvapra Yuga and now it is continuing in Kali Yuga. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna appears not only in this millennium of Brahma's life, but in every millennium. Therefore, worship of Krishna is conducted in all millenniums. It is not that Krishna worship began only when Krishna appeared on this planet 5,000 years ago. This is a foolish conclusion that is not substantiated by Vedic literatures. Also of significance in this verse are the words Arira da Yishu Krishnam Acharat Tapa Utamam. Arira da Yishu Krishnam Acharat Tapa Utamam. Maharaj Prithu underwent severe types of austerities for the express purpose of worshipping Krishna. Krishna is so kind, especially in this age, that he appears in the transcendental vibration of his holy name. As it is stated in the Narada Pancharatra, Aradito Yadi Haris Tapasa Tata Kim. If Krishna is worshipped, if he is the goal of advancement, there is no need for one to execute severe types of tapasya because one has already reached his destination. If, after executing all types of tapasya, one cannot reach Krishna, all his tapasya has no value. For without Krishna, all austerity is simply wasted labor. Shama eva hi kevalam. Bhagavatam 128 
We should therefore not be discouraged just because we cannot go to the forest and practice severe austerities. Our life is so short that we must strictly adhere to the principles laid down by the Vaishnava Acharyas and peacefully execute Krishna consciousness. There is no need to become despondent. Naratam Das Thakur recommends Anande Balahari Bhajabrindabana Shri Guru Vaishnava Pade Majayamana For a transcendental blissful life, chant the Hare Krishna mantra. Come worship the holy place of Vrindavan and always engage in the service of the Lord, of the spiritual master and of the Vaishnavas. This is Krishna consciousness movement. This Krishna consciousness movement is therefore very safe and easy. We have only to execute the order of the Lord and fully surrender unto Him. We have only to execute the order of the spiritual master, preach Krishna consciousness, and follow in the path of the Vaishnavas. The spiritual master represents both Lord Krishna and the Vaishnavas. Therefore, by following the instructions of the spiritual master and by chanting Hare Krishna, everything will be all right. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jāi Text 8 thus, By thus practicing severe austerities, Maharaj Prithu gradually became steadfast in spiritual life and completely free of all desires for fruitive activities. He also practiced breathing exercises to control his mind and senses and by such control he became completely free from all desires for fruitive activity. Purport The word pranayamai is very important in this verse. Because the Hatha yogis and Astanga yogis practice pranayama, but generally, I'll read that again. The word pranayamai is very important in this verse because the Hatha yogis and Ashtanga yogis practice pranayama, but generally they do not know the purpose behind it. The purpose of pranayama or mystic yoga is to stop the mind and senses from engaging in fruitive activities. The so-called yogis who practice in western countries have no idea of this. The aim of pranayama is not to make the body strong and fit for working hard. The aim is worship of Krishna. In the previous verse, it was specifically mentioned that whatever austerity, pranayama and mystic yoga practices Prithu Maharaj performed were performed for the sake of worshipping Krishna. Thus, Prithu Maharaj serves as a perfect example for yogis also. Whatever he did, he did to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. The minds of those who are addicted to fruitive activity are always filled with unclean desires. Fruitive activities are symptomatic of our polluted desire 
to dominate material nature. As long as one continues to, to be subject to polluted desires, he has to accept one material body after another. So-called yogis, without knowledge of the real purpose of yoga, practice it in order to keep the body fit. They are, they thus, thus they engage themselves in fruitive activities, and thus they are bound by desire to accept another body. They are not aware that the ultimate goal of life is to approach Krishna. In order to save such yogis from wandering throughout the different species of life, the Shastras warn that in this age <clears throat> such yogic practice is simply a waste of time. The only means of elevation is the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna. King Prithu's activities took place in Satya Yuga. And in this age, this practice of yoga is misunderstood by fallen souls who are not capable of practicing anything. Consequently, the Shastras enjoin Kalau Nasjeva 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 Gatiranyata. The conclusion is that unless the karmis, jnanis, and yogis come to the point of devotional service to Lord Krishna, their so-called austerities and yoga have no value. Naradita. If Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is not worshipped, there is no point in practicing meditational yoga, performing karma yoga, or culturing empiric knowledge. As far as pranayama is concerned, chanting of the holy name of the Lord and dancing in ecstasy are also considered pranayama. In a previous verse, Sanat Kumara instructed Maharaj Prithu to engage constantly in the service of the Supreme Lord Vasudev. Yat pada pankajapala vilasa bhaktya karmashayam excuse me <clears throat> karmashayam gratitim ud gratiyanti santaha Only by worshipping Vasudev can one become free from the desires of fruitive activities. Outside of worshipping Vasudev, the yogis and jnanis cannot attain freedom from such desires. Tadvan narikta bhatayo yatiyo pirudha sruto ganashtam aranam bhajavasudevam Bhagavatam 4.22.39 Here the word pranayama does not refer to any ulterior motive. The actual aim is to strengthen the mind and senses in order to engage them in devotional service. In the present age, this determination can be very easily acquired simply by chanting the holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Text 9 <clears throat> Thus, the best amongst human beings 
Maharaj Prithu followed that path of spiritual advancement which was advised by Sanat Kumara. That is to say, he worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. Purport In this verse it is clearly said that Maharaj Prithu practiced the Pranayama Yoga system, engaged in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as advised by the saint Sanat Kumara. In this verse, the words Purusham Abhajat, Purushar Shabha, are significant. Purushar Shabha refers to Maharaj Prithu, the best amongst human beings, and Purusham refers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The conclusion is that the best man among all men engages in the service of the Supreme Person. One Purusha is worshipable and the other Purusha is the worshipper. When the Purusha who worships the living entity thinks of becoming one with the Supreme Person, he simply becomes bewildered and falls into the darkness of ignorance. As stated by Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita 2.12, all living entities assembled in the battlefield, as well as Krishna himself, were also present in the past as individuals and would continue to be present in the future as individuals also. Therefore, the two Purushas, the living entity and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, never lose their respective identities. Actually, one who is self-realized engages himself in the service of the Lord perpetually, both in this life and in the next. Indeed, for devotees there is no difference between this life and the next. In this life, a neophyte devotee is trained to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and in the next life he approaches that Supreme Person in Vaikuntha, and renders the same devotional service. Even for the neophyte devotee, devotional service is considered brahma-bhūyāya, brahma-bhūyāya kalpate. Devotional service to the Lord is never considered a material activity. Since he is acting on the brahma-bhūta platform, a devotee is already liberated, and therefore he has no need to practice any other type of yoga in order to approach the Brahma-Buddha stage. If the devotee adheres strictly to the orders of the spiritual master, follows the rules and regulations, and chants the Hare Krishna mantra, it should be concluded that he is already at the Brahma-Buddha stage, as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 14.26, Mam Chayo Bibicharina Bhakti Yogena Sevate Sagunan Samatityaitan Brahmabhuyaya Kalpate. One who is engaged in full devotional service, unfailing in all circumstances, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Text 10. Maharaj Prithu thus engaged completely in devotional service, executing the rules and regulations strictly 
according to principles, 24 hours daily. Thus his love and devotion under the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna developed and became unflinching and fixed. Purport The word Bhagavad Dharmina indicates that the religious process practiced by Maharaj Prithu was beyond all pretensions. As stated in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam 1.1.2 Dharma Projita Kaitavotra Religious principles which are simply pretentious are actually nothing but cheating. Bhagavad Dharmina is described by Viragava Acharya as Nivrita Dharmina which indicates that it cannot be contaminated by material aspiration. As described by Srila Rupa Goswami, Anyabhilashita shunyam jnana karma jnavritam anukulyini krishnanu shilanam bhaktir uttama When one is not, when one who is not inspired by material desires and is not contaminated by the processes of fruitive activities and empiric speculation fully engages in the favorable service of the Lord, his service is called Bhagavad Dharma or pure devotional service. In this verse, the word Brahmani does not refer to the impersonal Brahman. Impersonal Brahman is a subordinate feature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And since impersonal Brahman worshippers desire to merge into the Brahman effulgence, they cannot be considered followers of Bhagavad Dharma. After being baffled in his material enjoyment, the impersonalist may desire to merge into the existence of the Lord, but a pure devotee of the Lord has no such desire. Therefore, a pure devotee is really Bhagavad Dharmi. It is clear from this verse that Maharaj Prithu was never a worshipper of the impersonal Brahman, but was at all times a pure devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Bhagavati Brahmani refers to one who was engaged in devotional service to the Personality of Godhead. A devotee's knowledge of the impersonal Brahman is automatically revealed and he is not interested in merging into the impersonal Brahman. Maharaj Prithu's activities in devotional service enabled him to become fixed and steady in the discharge of devotional activities without having to take recourse to karma, jnana, or yoga. Text 11 <clears throat> By regularly discharging devotional service, Prithu Maharaj became transcendental in mind and could therefore constantly think of the lotus feet of the Lord. Because of this, he became completely detached and attained perfect knowledge by which he could transcend all doubt. Thus he was freed from the clutches of false ego and the material conception of life. Purport 
In the Narada Pancharatra, devotional service to the Lord is likened unto a queen. When a queen gives an audience, many maidservants follow her. The maidservants of devotional service are material opulence, liberation, and mystic powers. The karmis are very much attached to material enjoyment. The jnanis are very anxious to become freed from material clutches. And the yogis are very fond of attaining the eight kinds of mystic perfections. Mystic perfection. From the Narada Pancharatra, we understand that if one attains the stage of pure devotional service, he also attains all the opulences derived from fruitive activities, empiric philosophical speculation, and mystic yoga practice. Srila Bilva Mangal Thakur therefore prayed in his Krishna Karnamrita, My dear Lord, if I have unflinching devotion to you, you become manifest before me personally, and the results of fruitive activity and empiric philosophical speculation, namely religion, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation, become like personal attendants and remain standing before me as if awaiting my order. The idea here is that the jnanis, by culture of brahmavidya, spiritual knowledge, struggle very hard to get out of the clutches of material nature. But a devotee, by dint of his advancement in devotional service, automatically becomes detached from his material body. When the devotee's spiritual body begins to manifest, he actually enters into his activities in transcendental life. At present, we have contacted a material body, material mind, and material intelligence. But when we become free from these material conditions, our spiritual body, spiritual mind, and spiritual intelligence become manifest. In that transcendental state, a devotee attains all the benefits of karma, jnana, and yoga. Although he never engages in fruitive activities or empiric speculation to attain mystic powers, automatically mystic powers appear in his service. A devotee does not want any kind of material opulence, but such opulence appears before him automatically. He does not have to endeavor for it. Because of his devotional service, he automatically becomes Brahma-Bhuta. As stated before, this is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 14.26. Mam chayo bibicharena bhakti-yogena sevate sagunan samatityaitan brahma-bhuyaya kalpate. One who is engaged in full devotional service, unfailing in all circumstances, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Because of his regular discharge of devotional service, a devotee attains the transcendental stage of life. Since his mind is transcendentally situated, he cannot think of anything but the lotus feet of the Lord. This is the meaning of the word Sangsmarana Anupurtya. Sangsmarana Anupurtya. 
By constantly thinking of the lotus feet of the Lord, the devotee immediately becomes situated in Shuddha-sattva. Shuddha-sattva refers to that platform which is above the modes of material nature, including the mode of goodness. In the material world, the mode of goodness is considered to be representative of the highest perfection. But one has to transcend this mode and come to the stage of Shuddha Sattva, or pure goodness, where the three qualities of material nature cannot act. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur gives the following example. If one has strong digestive power, after eating, he automatically lights a fire within his stomach to digest everything and does not need to take medicine to aid his digestion. Similarly, the fire of devotional service is so strong that a devotee does not need to act separately to attain perfect knowledge or detachment from material attractions. A jnani may become detached from material attractions by prolonged discussions on subjects of knowledge and, in, and may in this way finally come to the Brahma-Bhuta stage. But a devotee does not have to undergo so much trouble. By virtue of his devotional service, he attains the Brahma-Bhuta stage without a doubt. The yogis and jnanis are always doubtful about their constitutional position. Therefore, they mistakenly think of becoming one with the Supreme. However, a devotee's relationship with the Supreme becomes manifest beyond all doubt and he immediately understands that his position is that of eternal servant of the Lord. Jnanis and yogis without devotion may think themselves liberated, but actually their intelligence is not as pure as that of a devotee. In other words, the jnanis and yogis cannot become factually liberated until they become elevated to the position of devotees. Aruya Krichtrena padam padam tatat patantyado nadrita yushmadangreha. Bhagavatam 10.2.32. The jnanis and yogis may rise to the highest position, Brahman realization. But because of their lack of devotion under the lotus feet of the Lord, they again fall down into the material nature. Therefore, jnana and yoga should not be accepted as the real processes for liberation. By discharging devotional service, Maharaj Prithu automatically transcended all these positions. Since Prithu Maharaj was a Shaktivesh incarnation, of the Supreme Lord, he did not have to act in any way to attain liberation. He came from the Vaikuntha world or spiritual sky in order to execute the will of the Supreme Lord on earth. Consequently, he was to return back home, back to Godhead, without having to execute jnana, yoga, or karma.
Although Prithu Maharaj was eternally a pure devotee of the Lord, he nonetheless adopted the process of devotional service in order to reach the people in general, to teach, in order to teach the people in general the proper process for executing the duties of life and ultimately returning home back to Godhead. And how long is the next purport? Okay, text 12. When he he became completely free from the conception of bodily life, Maharaj Prithu realized Lord Krishna sitting in everyone's heart as the Paramatma. Being thus able to get all instructions from him, he gave up all other practices of yoga and jnana. He was not even interested in the perfection of the yoga and jnana systems, for he thoroughly realized that devotional service to Krishna is the ultimate goal of life and that unless the yogis and jnanis become attracted to Krishna Katha, narrations about Krishna, their illusions concerning existence can never be dispelled. Purport As long as one is too much absorbed in the bodily conception of life, he becomes interested in many different processes of self-realization, such as the mystic yoga system or the system utilizing the speculative empiric methods. However, when one understands that the ultimate goal of life is to approach Krishna, he realizes Krishna within everyone's heart and therefore helps everyone who is interested in Krishna consciousness. Actually, the perfection of life depends on one's inclination to hear about Krishna. It is therefore mentioned in this verse, Yavad Gadagraja Katasu Ratim Nikuryat. Unless one becomes interested in Krishna and his pastimes and activities, there is no question of liberation by means of yoga practice or speculative knowledge. Having attained to the stage of devotion, Maharaj Prithu became uninterested in the practices of jnana and yoga and abandoned them. This is the stage of pure devotional service as described by Rupa Goswami. Anyabhilashita shunyam jnana karma jnavritam anu kulgena krishnanu Shilanam Bhaktar Uttama. Real jnana means understanding that the living entity is the eternal servant of the Lord. This knowledge is attained after many, many births, as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 7.19. Bahunam Janmanamante Jnanamam Mam Prapadyate. In the Paramahansa stage of life, one fully re- realizes Krishna as everything. Vasudevak Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudurlabaha. When one understands fully that Krishna is everything and that Krishna consciousness is the highest perfection of life, he becomes a Paramahamsa or Mahatma. Such a Mahatma or Paramahamsa is very rare to find 
a paramahamsa or pure devotee, is never attracted by hatha yoga or speculative knowledge. He is simply interested in the unalloyed devotional service of the Lord. Sometimes one who was very sometimes one who was formerly addicted to these processes tries to perform devotional service and the jnana and yoga practices at the same time. But as soon as one comes to the unalloyed stage of devotional service, he is able to give up all other methods of self-realization. In other words, when one firmly realizes Krishna as the supreme goal, he is no longer attracted by mystic yoga practice or the speculative empirical methods of knowledge. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki chai. So that brings us to 747. And we'll stop our reading for tonight and start tomorrow at text 13. And we will patiently wait for the reflections of the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam. Okay, first this evening is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devi Dasi, O loyal hearer. <coughs> Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. All glories to His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. All glories to the Bhagavad Purana. And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj, welcoming the hour of reality. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. And Sudevi Dasi too, too. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> and from Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading of Srila Prabhupada's books. Bhagavad Dharma Ki Jai. Jai Ho. Thank you. And from Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. Thank you for reading, Maharaj. If we follow the instructions of the spiritual master and chant Hare Krishna, then everything will be all right. What a relief. What a relief. Yes. This is from Daitari Hari. Daitari Hari, Hari Bol. Does that mean you're back from India? Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. It's really good to be back listening live to the daily readings. Having the opportunity to read the CC with Vaisheshka Prabhu for five hours a day was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. There was also so many experiences that I remember for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But I'm also happy to be back now. I definitely feel like I better understand the principle that the atmosphere of the Dham is present wherever the Lord's glories are chanted by pure devotees. Yes. 
The Bhaktivedanta ashram was definitely like a fortress that was specifically created to maintain that environment for the benefit of devotees. Yes. I feel like it's your legacy to create that atmosphere wherever you are and to offer that facility to whoever sincerely wants it. Yes. I can never thank you enough for everything you do. Hare Krishna. Your words are enough. Thank you so much. Very encouraging. I spent four years of my life working very hard to refurbish that ashram, every single square inch of it, to make sure that it was different than the normal constructions out there in Govardhan. And yes, it has turned into a real place of pilgrimage, especially for sincere uh, preachers of the Absolute Truth. So I'm very happy that you got the opportunity to taste that atmosphere. And uh, I was told, or I'm being told still, that, uh, no, I was told that uh, when Vaishishika Prabhu's voice went a little off because he got some bronchial infection, they would play my uh, audio book, the audio book of CC. So, and I was, so I was there. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. So happy to see that ashram still uh, fulfilling its its purpose to give it give a chance for sincere devotees, especially preachers of Krishna consciousness, to go there, and get their batteries charged, you know, and get strengthened for their preaching activities. Hare Krishna. He also says, yes, he's back from India. Very good. Very good. And this is from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Today I heard, quote, One fully realizes Krishna has everything. Vasudeva sarvamiti samahatma sadurlabha. When one understands fully that Krishna is everything and that Krishna consciousness is the highest perfection of life, he becomes a paramahamsa. Mm. or Mahatma. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it's not so difficult to become a Paramahansa or Mahatma. And these these verses that we heard uh, describing Prita Maharaja's severe austerities that were recommended to him by uh, Sanat Kumara, um, in the purports, Srila Prabhupada explains and makes very clear that you get the same benefit as from all of those extreme austerities just by chanting Hare Krishna. So that's that was in the Satya Yuga. And therefore, because it was the Yuga Dharma for meditation, uh, therefore it manifested itself like that. But chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and worshipping Krishna, as Prabhupada explained in the purports that we just read, uh, has always been there. But in this age, we don't need to purify ourselves with all these other processes in order to chant Hare Krishna. We take the Hare Krishna mantra given by Lord Chaitanya and vibrated by Lord Chaitanya in his succession through his, his followers, sincere followers, and we get the same benefit of all the other austerities put together. This is special, extra special mercy. Hare Krishna.
And also, I'd like to say, Daitya Hari Hari Das, that we missed you also, Hare Krishna. Very, very good to have you back. Okay, this was from Dharani Thai. Dharani Thai, Hare Krishna. <coughs> Dear Srila Guru Maharaj, please accept my obeisance. Thank you for tonight's reading. Hare Krishna. The value of your daily reading of Srila Prabhupada's ever so profound translations of and purports to Srimad Bhagavatam and his other books cannot be overestimated. We remain protected from settling for any stage of contentment, past, present, or future, other than pure non sectarian devotional service to Sri Sri Guru and Goranga. Thank you, your servant. Thank you for that very wonderful realization and reflection. Hare Krishna. And this is from Subarao. Yes, Subarao. We've been waiting. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. Among many gems, 423.11 has few. One of them is, quote, In the Narada Pancharatra, devotional service to the Lord is likened unto a queen. When a queen gives an audience, mm. many maidservants follow her. Mm. The maidservants of devotional service are material opulence, liberation, and mystic powers. Mm. Unquote. Gross wealth follows the subtle wealth. Another one is... Sri the Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur gives the following example. If one has strong digestive power, after eating he automatically lights a fire within his stomach to digest everything and does not need to take medicine to aid his digestion. Similarly, the fire of devotional service is so strong that a devotee does not need to act separately to attain perfect knowledge mm. or detachment from material attractions. Mm. Srila Prabhupada is the master of analogies. And then another gem from 423.12. Quote, Actually, the perfection of life depends on one's inclination to hear about Krishna. Yes. Unquote. Thank you for reading Srimad Bhagavatam so that we get opportunity to listen to Krishna Katha. Daily readings, Kijai. Hi, Jai Ho. Oh, Krishna Kata, Kijai. Thank you so much. You're consistently bringing out the best gems. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Sumara. This is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai Sri the Prabhupada. Many gems tonight. In Srimad Bhagavatam 4.23.12. Actually, the perfection of life depends on one's inclination to hear about Krishna. Yes. I was also happy to hear Srila Prabhupada's emphasis on the fact that Lord Sri Krishna has been worshipped since time immemorial, not only since he appeared on earth 5,000 years ago. It is soothing and fortifying to know that the path we are following is bona fide and all-encompassing. Yes. And now we just have to not forget it.
this always and engage always, then we're completely safe, completely protected. <clears throat> and as you quoted, everything's provided. Whatever needed in life is provided. Hare Krishna. She says, exactly. By your mercy, may we never forget it and also act on it. Thank you. Time is very powerful and the modes of ignorance in this particular time we're living in now is very powerful and therefore it's extremely important that we do this every day. That we hear the Srimad Bhagavatam every day. It will make us, it will purify us for sure, make us eligible uh, to hear and chant without offense. And I thank you from Bhakta uh, Peter. Yes, Bhakta Peter. Hare Krishna Maharaj. All glories to all assembled sages. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to all devotees of the Lord. All glories to the conditioned souls yet to turn back to their eternal service. I pray that my desire to serve the devotees in humanity grows and grows and grows and grows and grows until mm. there is no room left for any mundane thoughts or desires. Hare Krishna. It was wonderful to be reminded in the reading tonight that the pure devotee is completely engaged in serving humanity. Devotees are superheroes. Hare Krishna. Well, to say that they're engaged always in serving humanity, they're engaged in serving Krishna and just like when we put food into the stomach all the body is nourished so when we serve Krishna then all of humanity is nourished and our activities reflect onto all of humanity so it's correct but it comes from devotional service to Krishna Not it doesn't, doesn't come directly from devotional service to humanity Hare Krishna And this is from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Welcome back. It was an interesting point we heard tonight that Prabhupada emphasized quite strongly that Krishna has always been worshipped as the Supreme Lord, even prior to his appearance 5,000 years ago. Yes. Does this mean that Prithu Maharaj had the clear understanding that Krishna in Vrindavan was the ultimate form of the Lord? but that the form of the Lord that he served specifically was a Vaikuntha form, and therefore that was the position he attained. That seemed to be the situation with Bhishma Dev. It doesn't, state, it doesn't state that specifically in the verses, but even if, even if he was worshipping a form a Vaikuntha ex expansion of Krishna in Vaikuntha, that is that is Krishna. It's the same person, not a different person. So you can read it either way. One more from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. If you do not mind, I would like to quote this purport. 
because when I heard it, I felt it to be a classic Srila Prabhupada encouraging purport. 4.23.7 Our life is so short that we must strictly adhere to the principles laid down by the Vaishnava Acharyas and peacefully execute Krishna consciousness. There is no need to become despondent. Narutam Das Thakur recommends Anande Balahari Bhaja Vindavan Sri Guru Vaishnava Pade Majayaman For a transcendental blissful life, chant the Hare Krishna mantra, come worship the holy place of Vrindavan, and always engage in the service of the Lord, of the spiritual master, and of the Vaishnavas. This Krishna consciousness movement is therefore very safe and easy. We have only to execute the order of the Lord and fully surrender unto him. We have only to execute the order of the spiritual master, preach Krishna consciousness, and follow in the path of the Vaishnavas. The spiritual master represents both Lord Krishna and the Vaishnavas. Therefore, by following the instructions of the spiritual master and by chanting Hare Krishna, everything will be all right. So nice. Hare Krishna, yes. This is a, this a real gem. We, we can hear this again and again and never get tired of it. Thank you, Rati. And thanks to everyone else for their wonderful reflections. This very profound reading tonight. Like, you, like you're all saying, so many gems. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. As Preet Maharaj goes back to the spiritual world. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.